morning, everyone. Happy Maniacal Monday, uh, Money Monday, Madness Monday. Um, I wanted to make a video today about something that I've been thinking about lots and that I've been digging into, which is churn. Um, now, I know before, you, uh, before you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't about client acquisition, which means it's less interesting. Um, FYI, the, uh, if you look at charts of businesses and you have in terms of business size, like revenue, you have VSMB, which is very small business owner, which is like solo printer. Um, you have SMBs, which are small business owners, typically brick and mortar business owners who are, you know, an owner with three to five employees. Uh, then you have mid market, which is where you're talking about, you know, 50, you know, 30, 50 employees. And then you've got, uh, and that's kind of a wide range and that can go up to several hundred. Um, and then you've got enterprise, right? Big corporations. And so what's interesting is that if you look at where everyone is focused at each of those levels, the people who are the most focused on acquisition and marketing and sales and all that stuff are bottom, bottom part of that ladder. And the top part of that ladder are the people who are most interested in activation, lifetime value, uh, client engagement, things like that, happiness scores. And that should be some sort of an indicator to you of the people who make the most money are thinking about the things that the people who are not making the most money are not thinking about. So I'm going to make this. Uh, because this is about churn and about how some of my views around churn have changed in digging more into this whole software world that we're getting into. And so hopefully I think you'll enjoy it because it's going to make you money. All right. So uh, is churn dead, right? So um, we know if you've, if you've listened to any of my stuff that lifetime value is like all I obsess about. It's all I care about. And I try and find as many ways that we can multiply and increase lifetime value for customer, right? Which is both how much they're spending and for how long they're spending it. But one of the issues that comes up is around churn is one, tracking it. Most people suck at tracking it, but let's assume that you actually do track it well. Um, is the problem is that it's a lagging indicator, which means that by the time you see that your churn uh, sucks, it means that you've got issues that happened months prior. And so when you wanna make a change to correct churn, it takes three, you know, it takes three months plus to actually see it happen. And we've seen it on our, in our businesses when, um, when the gyms may start using the five force for retention, typically the first month their churn doubles because what happens is you shake the tree, right? You reach out to all these people and they're like, oh yeah, I meant to cancel that. And so your churn doubles month one. You're like, what the heck? And then month two, it takes it from that top line and then it cuts it in half, right? So it's like, let's say somebody's at um, at 8% churn right now, month over month. They go from eight to 12, typically. So it's actually goes by 50%, excuse me. So eight to 12 and then month two, it goes from 12 to six. And then month three, it goes from th uh, six to three, right? And then it stays at sub three after they do that, but it takes 12 weeks and it takes a lot of intestinal fortitude, right? Some gonads um, and gonads, by the way, are asexual. So that's females have gonads too. I uh, found that one out. Anyways, um, <laughs> that's not sexist. Anyway. Um, and so what we are now focused on within our business um, slash businesses is not the churn but what is the leading indicator of churn, right? What are the things that happen before someone's going to churn so that we can correct the leading indicator and we can see that happen faster? We can also make that the goal of the onboarding experience the first one or two weeks of someone coming in rather than waiting to see if someone churns and then realizing that we have a massive issue, right? And so um, there's a couple things that can, uh, that can massively affect churn on the front end. And so what I'm gonna do is break down uh, what three of those things are, right? So the first one is expectations, right? So when a customer's coming in the door, the expectations of both the marketing and the salesperson of the result they're going to have and then also the experience they're going to have to get there. And so in an ideal world, you wanna sell cold, meaning selling hot is overpromising, 
uh, promising the world, doing anything to close the deal. The reverse of that is kind of unselling, selling against people who sell like that to try and lower expectations of the prospect. And you're not doing that because you don't want to over deliver. You totally want to over deliver. But the thing is, is if you set the expectations to the moon, even if you do over deliver, you may still be below the super hot sale that a salesman made, right? And so what happens is, and we had this early on in gym launch, we had had people make 20 grand the first month using our stuff, but they were like, I didn't make 50. I thought I was going to make 50. And we we're like, in what world? How could we do this? But it was really our fault because we had set, or our sales guys had set, or our marketing, because we were marketing all these testimonials of people making all this money. Um, the marketing had set an unstated precedent that this is how much they were going to make. Right. And so to the same degree, if you're doing if you're doing weight loss, right, like with like you're going to show some crazy transformations, but you also want to show really kind of mediocre transformations. You want to talk about average results, right? Maybe even the, the bottom 30 percent results. And so we've started to talk about this in our sales calls. We're like, these are the actual numbers. Like we're we're just we're trying to be as transparent as possible. It's like these are the numbers because we know that if we're transparent, then what happens is the expectations are properly set. And so then we can actually over deliver and then we can actually delight a customer rather than just meeting expectations, even though what we did was actually amazing, right? And so the first thing is expectations. The next thing is a huge breakthrough that I had, which is about qualifications. And so the, um, like, I think, I don't know if I shared this with you guys, but at Gym Launch, we've, we've, uh, we've, we've massively increased the qualifications of who we work with, right? And that was because I did a 90-day experiment. Um, we took on a bunch of people who uh, were, I would say, lower on the business acumen scale. Like, they were solopreneurs, people starting out, et cetera. And our churn went through the roof. The amount of payroll hours that I, was, I had my guys working, which we just went super high. And so just like, all of it didn't work out, right? And so we went totally other direction. We're like, okay, let's be super, super high qualifications in, in what we bring in. And what happened was in the first four weeks between before and after, we went from 22 escalation calls to zero, okay, after we implemented the change. The average revenue that was able to bring in for those guys in their first four weeks went from six to 30. We 5X the results of the product by changing the qualifications of the person coming in. All right, so if you think about that, if you can change the result that you were producing simply by changing the people that you were bringing in, that has massive ramifications. And these people, mind you, required less effort because they were just more able. Real quick guys, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask that I can ever have of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more entrepreneurs make more money, feed their families, make better products, and have better experiences for their employees and customers. And the only way we do that is if you can rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world for someone else. And so if you're looking at the three things that I was talking about, the first one is expectations, right? So psychologically, we can over deliver and what the marketing needs to look like and the sales conversation um, and the experience immediately afterwards, which is the onboarding experience, right? And I'll get to that as the third piece, um, who you're bringing in the door and who you're allowing to say yes. So that's why you're not selling too hot because you're like, you know what? It becomes more of an interview process of, are you really a good fit for us? Because we only work with these types of people because we know with these types of people, we can help them crush it. Right. And so if you can get super selective on that, then you can have these huge outcomes. And what happens is your reputation also only gets stronger and reinforced because the only people you serve are good people and they bring good people rather than having kind of shit people. And then they kind of don't bring shit people, but then they go and bash your reputation. Right. Because like they're not able. Right. They're just not very able people. And so if you think about that now, the third one, and this is the big one that I was referencing earlier, is you have to figure out what your activation point is. Right. 
So an example with this is Netflix. So when they, um, when they have shows, they can measure how addictive a show is by where the retention point is. All right, so you can call it activation, call it retention point, whatever you wanna call it, right? But there's a key point in most businesses where after something happens, uh, the, likely, the lifetime value massively expands. So for ClickFunnels, for example, as soon as they get someone to have their own domain that, that says like, you know, alex.com and it has a landing page, that person stays like five times longer. Right? And so their whole objective, rather than looking at churn, is how can we get as many people to this retention point as humanly possible because it's a leading indicator rather than a lagging indicator so they can see improvements almost immediately based on process and change. Right? Um, in, in Netflix, they know that a show is really successful if the retention point or the likelihood that someone watches the entire show all the way through, the sooner they can get that episode. I think Breaking Bad, like episode three or episode four, if you make it to episode three or four, the likelihood you watch all five seasons is like 70%. All right. And so there's a point that as soon as they can get that, as soon as they can get a customer to that point, you push them over, then it allows you to much more quickly iterate on how you're retaining customers and increasing lifetime value. And so I know Orange Theory, um, because they announced this at, the, at one of the summits that they did, that they figured out that for them, for their business, now they have different businesses than a more weight loss centered business, big, big, big caveat here. Um, they're a workout experience based business, very different than a weight loss business, just like throwing it out. Um, but they figured out that if they could get someone to work out five times in the first month, that the likelihood that the person's gonna stay with me significantly higher, right? And so that was that was their big, that's where, where they funnel a lot of their attention towards is getting people to work out the, that, that fifth time, right? And so for you, right, in your business, if you can look at the people who are the most successful, the people, like the easiest thing to do is if you just ran, if you're running a front-end promotion right now, you're running a challenge, you're running a trial, you're running a whatever, right? Look at the people who actually succeeded, right? People who converted. And then you can also look at the people who stayed for six months. And you can look at both those as cohorts, as groups of people, and look at the actions that happened before that, right? So if you're looking at all the people who converted uh, into the, into your, at the end of your challenge, for example, right? Whether it's a detox or whatever, if, the, if you know that all of those people made it in for the first two weeks and they came in six times or whatever, then the likelihood that, and, and then you can see all the people who canceled didn't do that or didn't continue, had that happen, then you know that that is your activation point. Now, the thing is, is that this is a huge aha moment for virtually every business. So you're not going to get it on the first try. And there, there's a reason that companies, as soon as they figure out their activation point, they explode, right? Because then it gives you something that you can quickly iterate off of that you know you can drive everyone towards, which is going to multiply lifetime value, rather than constantly playing in the rearview mirror with churn, all right? And so churn is important so that you know that there's a problem, but it is very difficult to implement solutions to try and fix churn. Now like at Gym Launch, we have the five retention, uh, horsepower retention, and we have figured out how to do that, right? And so we've reverse engineered that into a process. That being said, there are probably things that are much sooner in the experience, like the sale, how they are sold, and then the experience they have when they're onboarded, right? Like, do they know how to check, like, did someone say, like all of that, all that stuff that happens super early on is typically when customers are actually choosing or making the decision of whether or not they're going to stick with the business in the long term, right? And so um, the two times that customers are really making decisions early on is between the sale 
and when they onboard or when they start, right? And then the actual onboarding experience, the first real beginning of them receiving value. In those two time periods is when the majority of customers are actually making their decision, believe it or not, whether they're going to come back and stick with your business. And so despite the fact that they paid you, they're actually not, they're making a decision of whether they want to continue to pay you for an extended period of time. So the sale really begins after the sale because what we're shooting for as a business is lifetime value, right? We make sales to get customers. We don't get customers to make sales. Right, it's an important switch in terms of how you're thinking through it. So is churn dead? Absolutely not, I just needed a good headline. Um, but what you're tracking, and this is an iterative process, meaning you try it multiple times to try and reverse engineer it, um, is if you can figure out what the activation point is in your business, where if this one thing happens, then the likelihood they stay significantly higher, then that is where all of your attention, all of your resources, everything you talk about in your in your weekly team huddles is how many people did we get to the retention point, right? Rather than rear view mirror, hey, we had X churn, what are we gonna do about it? Because churn is really an, an outcome, it's a it's a it's an output, but the process change has to affect the the cause. And the cause is we have to get more people to this activation experience so that we can actually keep them longer and multiply that value. So um, I hope that was valuable for you. Uh, maybe you have an operations manager or someone like that. Um, tag them in this. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, leave a nice review if you found that valuable. Tell your friends. Alex's podcast.com. Um, Anyways, um, have an amazing day, guys. Happy uh, Mon- Money Monday. And uh, keep being awesome. Lots of love. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Bye.